you have your Bibles, I don't know if it's going to appear up there, Cassie, or not. <clears throat> Luke's Gospel, chapter 14, beginning with verse 16. And prior to these few verses, uh, Jesus said, anytime you have a, uh, a dinner or a supper, invite your friends, invite your neighbors, invite your acquaintances. And he said, don't in, just invite those who will in turn invite you back to their house to repay you, but invite those that cannot repay you or will not repay you by inviting you uh, to their house. Or if you carry someone out to eat, don't carry them out to eat so they in turn will carry you out to eat, even though it's okay to do that. All right, so we begin in verse uh, 16. Then said he, that is Jesus, unto him, a certain man made a great supper and invited many and sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were invited, come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then said the master of the house, being angry, said unto the servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in here the poor, the main, the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is still room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out of the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men which were invited shall taste of my supper. Father, I pray today that not one soul in this room will have an excuse for not partaking of your supper today. Lord, if they're lost, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that they'd confess their sins, that they would invite you into their heart right where they stand right now so that they can be without excuse when they stand before you. I pray for every person that may be away from you and knows it and needs to come back. God, that they would just simply say, Father, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse my heart so I can be right with you. I pray that no one would let Satan beat them out of this wonderful time to serve you today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I love to go to banquets. I love going family reunions. I just love to go to good, clean parties and have good food and just, just have a good time conversing with family and friends and also meeting those that maybe I have never uh, met before. But Jesus used this parable as an invitation to salvation. And he made it very plain and very clear. You see, uh, if it were not for God creating this world, if it were not for God sending his son, if it were not for Jesus dying on the cross, 
If it were not for the blessed Holy Spirit convicting us, there would be no reason to be here today. We're here as a collective group of mostly baptized believers. We believe in God the Father. We believe in Jesus the Son. And we believe in the Holy Spirit of God. And we invite people to come and partake. We invite people to come and be a part of what God's doing at First Baptist. I'm going to cut this off in a moment. Boys, if it, if it pops again, just switch over, okay? Um, it's nothing they're doing. I think it's me. Um, everybody else that puts it on, it works perfect. And I put it on, it don't. So that tells you your pastor is imperfect. Len thinks I'm perfect, but uh, hey. I got the finger. Amen. Well, distractions. I don't like distractions either. I don't like detours either. But Jesus said, I want you to go out and invite them to come. There's no reason for them not coming. Everything is made ready. I want you to understand some things this morning. It's very pertinent. It's very important to what's being uh, going to be presented in God's holy word. You see, d- despite many invitations, people even today will tell you, I'm not ready to accept Christ. I'm not ready to accept Christ. What is your excuse this morning, really? Think about it in your heart and mind. If you're lost, what is your excuse? Say it to yourself. Say it to yourself. Keep on saying it to yourself till it makes no sense. Because let me tell you, it makes no sense. I've heard people tell me, they say, well, I, I, I'm, I'm not ready to do that. Uh, I haven't felt the spirit. Well, now that's, hey, let me tell you something. That is the only excuse that'll work. If you haven't felt the spirit, because the Bible says unless the spirit of God draws a person, there's no, there's no reason for them to come. You can't come and just make a show. Many a people have walked aisles and said, hey, I want to join the church and have some preacher, and I can be hard on them because I am one, have some preacher say, okay, just have a seat there. We'll get your name and your address down, and you can be a part of this fellowship. I ask the question, have you been saved? I want to hear them say they have been saved. Listen, I'll be held accountable for every person that comes to this altar and speaks to me about anything for the advice that I might give them. I'll be held responsible for that. And I take it serious when a person walks the aisle or just comes to pray and someone comes and bows with them. Well, let's look at this great supper. It was a celebration. You know, it was a a celebration according to verses 16 and 17. You see, the invitations were sent. Uh, The invitations were sent in advance. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? If you're going somewhere, you get an invitation. Usually the invitation arrives at your door before the event, even though we've had invitations come and the event had already took place. Hey, it wasn't their fault. Maybe they mailed it out. Maybe the mail didn't go like it's supposed to go. But anyhow, we have missed engagements because the invitation didn't arrive on time. But these invitations were sent out in advance. They had arrived on time. 
And each person had plenty of time to prepare for this great supper that was about to happen. So we not only see it was a celebration in 16 and 17, but next we see the invitation that was sought. Now listen to this. Invitations were sent out. Okay, we do that today. But occasionally, as we're out and about, we'll see some people whom we have invited and we will say, did you get your invitation? Yes, I did. Are you coming? Well, I don't know where I can make it or not. Or yes, I'm coming. Or yes, I sent my RSVP back. Okay, I, I, I did that. Okay, well, we're looking forward to having you. We're so excited about the new people that's going to be coming. We want, to, want you to meet some of my new friends. And, uh, but that's what happened here. The host went. For every invitation that was sent, he went and, and began to ask them, uh, hey, things are being made ready. Are you coming? Well, listen to this. Here are some excuses for today. Now, these, these, these excuses may be valid to you, but they're not valid to the Lord Jesus because he, he gives us scripture. We see the invitation to salvation. Jesus said today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow, not to yesterday, but it's today. In fact, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 and 30 says, come unto me all you, that are la- all you that labor to heavy laden and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He tells us that. Then there's the, there's the invitation to serve. You know, many people don't want to serve today. They just want to be a part, but don't ask me to do anything. I mean, hey, I'll come and sit on your pew. Uh, I might lift a note or two. Uh, I might open my Bible. Uh, I might pray in silence. Uh, but just don't, don't, don't ask me to do anything. I just want to just sort of come and be comfortable and not be bothered you know, I think that's what some of these churches are saying. Hey, you come, come as you are. Stay as long as you want to. Uh, bring your McDonald's sandwiches with you. Uh, it's okay, just, just have a party in here. I uh, and I thought, well, who's going to invite that person to Jesus? And if that person feels a pricking of the Holy Spirit of God, who's going to talk to them? Listen, some people, they're being pricked in their heart about their sin, but they don't know which way to go because nobody invites them. Nobody gives an invitation. All right, the invitation to serve. There's the invitation to surrender, to surrender. Romans 12, 1 and 2, and I don't want to quote the whole thing, but Paul said, uh, he said, I, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. He said, that is the most reasonable thing you can do. You know, I've been out on many jobs. I mean, I've been all over the world, seems like. And I, I want the opportunity. And I want to do uh, the, the will of God. And, and when opportunities come, hey, I'm, I'm always challenged. You know, hey, show me what you want done. Let me see if I can do it. Let me see if I can do it. All right? I mean, hey, I want an airplane so bad I can't stand it. But the, the family don't want me to have one. But I'm going to fly. I'm going to fly one day. When I leave this world, I am going to fly. I'm just like a young'un. I can be doing something. If I hear an airplane, I go to looking. I don't care if there's been one, two seconds before that one. I want to look at it. I want to see it. It's like an invitation. Say, come on. <laughs> well, there's the invitation to surrender. There's also the invitation to sacrifice. You know, make a sacrifice. 
Now, you know, many times sacrifices were made in, the, in God's holy word. But people today, not many people today are offering and making sacrifices to God. I mean a sacrifice. Again, I want to go back and I want to thank you church family for making up on the tithes and the offerings the Sunday we call the service off. The next Sunday, you, may, you proved yourself. You didn't have to prove it to God. But you proved yourself to be true and, uh, and honor God with that sacrifice. There's an invitation to support. Support. Uh, you know, many times people will tell me, I got you back. Okay, great. That means I, I've got their support. The invitation to support. In Romans 10, 14, it says, how can they hear without a preacher and how can they preach unless they be sent? Okay, and so we praise God for the opportunity. But then we move to a third thing, the complaints. The complaints, the excuses. Uh, there was a purchasing excuse. Now listen, he invited them to what meal? Say it out loud. What meal was it? Hello, come on. Are y'all asleep? What meal was it? Supper. I love supper. I, I, I can nibble at breakfast and not do a thing for dinner, but hey, I want a supper. This invitation was for those who were invited to the supper. Supper is in the p.m., right? Supper is in the evening, right? Supper might be in the nighttime. But this first excuse here uh, is a purchasing issue. I bought a piece of ground. I need to go look at it. Well, I didn't have flashlights. How you gonna look at a piece of ground and it dark? And then he says, I, I bought, bought a piece of ground. I need to go look at it. Hey, you better look at it before you bought it. It might be a gully. It could be a swamp. But he said, please have me excuse. Well, the other one was a, was a, a proven excuse. He said, I, I bought five yoke of oxen. And you know, I, I want to go plow them <laughs> in the dark. Please have me excused. Now, I don't know about you, and I could be wrong, okay? But just this morning reading that, I had overlooked a little old word there in, in verse 19. He said, I have bought five he didn't say five oxen. He said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. I didn't wear this little pen on purpose this morning. It just come up. It's a little yoke. It has two, one on each side. So I don't know for sure, but I'd like to thank the old boy. He bought five yoke of oxen. Now, maybe it said, oh, I didn't call you this morning because I didn't want to wake you up. But happy birthday, Seth. I love you, man. But if I'm wrong, you just tend to it, okay? He bought five yoke of oxen. To me, that means he bought 10 oxen, okay? He bought 10 oxen, and he said, hey, I gotta go out there and plow these old guys. I mean, hey, I done bought them. What difference does it make? He said, I beg you, have me excused. Now, the next thing is almost comical. I married a wife, and I can't come. <laughs> Good gracious, a lie. Well, let me tell you about in those days when a supper like this was being planned, a great supper, the wife was never included, okay? She was never included. So he said, I have married a wife and I cannot come. Let me tell you something. The only reason I wouldn't go today is if Lynn was sick. 
And I needed to stay home with her. Otherwise, hey, I'm going to be there at the party. I'm going to be at the banquet. I'm going to be at the great supper. But I, I thought it's plum, it, comical. He says, I've married a wife and I can't come. Please have me excused. Well, guys, now you listen. I hope you love your wife. I love my wife. Okay? But my wife knows and God knows and she and I have an agreement to know that I'm in charge of the household. Okay? We discuss things. We talk about things. And most of the time at the end of the conversation she will say, whatever your decision is, it's okay. I will go where you go. You know, that, that, that's amazing. Now, guys, I want to tell you something. If you're not in charge of your household and it's your wife's fault, ladies, please let him be in charge. You'd be surprised. Things might go better if you'll let him be in charge. You're supposed to be the queen of the house. He's supposed to be the king of the house. Lynn lets me be the king and I want her to be the queen. Yes, I open doors for her. I pick up this for her, and I put this down for her. And hey, you might think this is out of place right here, but I'm going to say it anyway. I do it here at the church. Okay? I make sure when I'm finished in the restroom that the seat's down. Hello? <laughs> you ever been to the restroom at night and don't turn any lights on and the seat up and you sit down? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> My so hey, grab bar and just to fall in. My goodness, she's the queen. Make her feel like the queen, and first thing you know, she'll say, "Hey, if I'm the queen, I need to be treating him better. He's the king of this house. God put us men in charge of the household." Youngins, you need to respect your mama as the queen. And you need to respect your daddy as the king. No matter how old they are or how young they are. But I thought, man, he, that boy, he must not have been hungry. I, I married a wife and can't come. Well, lastly, I want to share with you about the concern. Was anybody concerned? Verse 21 says, so the servant came and showed his Lord these things. He showed them that, hey, these guys right here, I mean, I don't believe they, I, I just don't believe they wanted to come, Lord. I just don't think they wanted to come. But, and then the Lord says, well, I want you to go out and I want you to buy anybody and everybody. Anybody and everybody. And so he did. He said, it is done. That means in verse uh, 22, the completeness. You'll see there. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as you have commanded, and yet there is room. I underline that right there. There is room. And right out beside that I wrote, at the cross. <clears throat> no one has an excuse today for not being saved. I'm telling you. It's, it's on the radio. It's on TV stations. I mean, the Sunday we weren't here, uh, Lynn and me listened to three sermons, back to back, just boom, boom, boom. Hey, 
that people are without excuse today. The media, hey, the preachers are out there. You can turn your radio on any day of the week and you can find some preaching somewhere or another. There's literature galore. Everywhere you go, you find literature. People leaving their little tracks around. How to get to heaven from here. Salvation is free. Or do you know what salvation is? And I mean, you know, the, the story goes on. But he said, we've done that, Lord. We've invited everybody. There's room. Verses 23 says, And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. God wants a full house. He wants a full house. He said, well, I can't go every Sunday. God understands that if you're working or you're sick. But I don't believe God understands you just sorrily laying out, Okay. I've never preached it here and I've, I've wondered if I should. <laughs> Good for nothing church members. That's in the Bible. I'll show you one day. Good for nothing church members. Well, we should not have an excuse. The invitation is sent. But verse 24, I want you to look what it says. For I say unto you that none of those men which were bidden, the one that bought the land, one that bought the oxen, one that had a wife, neither of these men shall taste of my supper. Now, I understand according to history that the host was in charge to get the invitations out. The host was in charge to go and say, hey, are you coming? And the host was in charge. At the hour, he shut the door and no one else would enter that supper. There's coming a time when God himself is going to shut the door, my friend. And if you don't come while the door's open, it will be eternally, everlastingly too late for you to come. Jesus spoke to Peter and John, and he says to them, I want you to go and prepare the supper for us. And Peter and John, they begin to talk. And they says, well, Lord, where would you have us prepare? And so he said, I want you to go into a certain city. And in that city, you'll find a man. When you enter the city, you'll find a man bearing a pitcher of water. Ask him. He'll show you. And so they did. They found it just as the Lord said. They found the man with a pitcher of water. I can just picture it now. Maybe he was out watering his flowers. I don't know what he was doing out front with a pitcher of water, but that was the sign. And they says to him, where is the guest chamber where the Lord and his disciples will meet? And the Bible says, and he showed them a large upper room that was furnished. Everything is furnished. In the Lord's work, listen, he furnishes everything. All he needs is willing souls. He does the furnishing. He said, you'll find it. And it was just like the Lord said. And they go back. And then that evening, they return. And they go upstairs. And they close the door. And they gather around the table, such as we saw on the screen earlier. A table that was set, furnished with bread and wine on the table. And while they were talking, many things were discussed on that evening 
of how Jesus felt and what was going to take place. And so he says to them, he said, I want you to listen to what I have to say because very shortly I'm going to be arrested. I'm going to die on the cross, but I'm coming back. But I wanted to meet with you. In fact, the Bible says, this is what it says, I have had a desire to eat with you this last time here on earth. So the Bible says that he took bread. I don't know how many loaves were on the table. That's beside the point. But he said he took bread. And he broke that bread. And after he broke the bread, the Bible says he gave thanks for the bread. Brother Danny, would you ask blessings upon this? He said, take this and divide it among yourselves. The message um, today, according to the Word of God, is also to the lost of our day. You realize, you may not realize this this morning, there are more people in the world lost than they are saved. The Bible says few on the saved part. On the lost part, it says many. Are you one of those few that are saved? Or are you one of those many who are not saved? I beg you, I hope that you have prayed that prayer already so that you can partake of the Lord's Supper. It says, hey, in the Scripture... If you partake of the Lord's Supper unworthily, okay, that you are guilty of the blood of Jesus. So what makes you worthy? To be saved. Have your sins forgiven. That's what makes you worthy. We should not message lightly. Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. There, all, there won't always be an opportunity, y'all, to be saved. There won't always be that opportunity where the church doors are open and people are coming. This could be our last Sunday. The Lord may come during this service. He may come tonight. He may come tomorrow. I don't know when he's coming, but he is coming. Seek him while he may be found. Hear him when he speaks. And don't avoid him. <clears throat> we read in the scripture this morning that we're servant told the Lord said everything's ready 
Everything is ready. Jesus right now is at the right hand of God the Father. He's making intercession for you and me. He said, I've gone to prepare a place for you. And if I go prepare it, I will come again and get you. He's coming right now one at a time. He's taking us, okay? But one day, he will take his church out. Not the buildings, but every born-again child of God will be caught up. We know it as the rapture. You won't find the word rapture in the King James Version. But it means caught up out of this world into the next world. Verse 17 that we read this morning, the word come is capitalized. While they were eating and Jesus took the bread and broke it and gave thanks, he said, He said, This represents my body which is broken for you. in the scriptures the gospels where they partook of the juice prior to supper and then after supper the Bible said he took the cup and he blessed the cup Brother Robbie would you pray said I will no more eat with you until we come together in heaven in my presence can you imagine what kind of supper that's going to be the day that we appear in heaven we'll no longer know the earth as we know it now it'll be all vanished away there'll be no sun there'll be no moon but the light will be of God and we gather around that table I cannot imagine size of table it might be where we will gather with the Lord the marriage supper of the Lamb marriage I've really never been to a wedding where we didn't eat that's going to be the greatest wedding you and I will ever participate in be a part of or experience when we gather around the throne made the ultimate sacrifice who made it for you who made it for me 
No one else could make that sacrifice. No one. No one in this world today can die for somebody else and it secure them a place in heaven. You can have a heart transplant. You can have a lung transplant. A liver transplant. But I've never heard of a soul being transplanted from one body to the next. But that soul can be transplanted from a sinful life saved life you need to take that serious today Jesus said come the man of this house that was providing the supper said go out and tell him to come everything's ready where are the people many times people say I just can't come and make all kind of excuses but none will stand represents the blood of Jesus I've said this before I'll say it again if you've never heard it how much blood did Jesus have to shed to save my soul one drop would have done the job but he shed it all he gave it all he didn't spill it some writers have written a song and they put the word spilled in there no he didn't spill that blood he shed that blood he gave that blood to pay for your and my sin said this cup is the New Testament of my blood. This, this represents the blood that was shed for Christ and he offered it to his disciples to drink. We're going to have a hymn of invitation and this simply means it's an, another invitation. An invitation to come to this altar. If you're lost to come and be saved. If you've already been saved it's an opportunity to come and make it public. So everybody here today will know, hey, this is my decision for Jesus. So I invite you, I encourage you, whatever is on your heart today that you feel like you need to come to the altar for, I invite you to come. Brother Mark, what are we singing?